Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the session. I'm your host, Justin Crosley, and today we have a bit of a special edition of the session. It's taken me a little time to get this show into the rotation, but back in July of this year, I had the opportunity to travel over to Paris, France, uh, for the Outland Brewery 11th anniversary extravaganza. They called it 10 plus 1 because I think they, they because they missed the the COVID year. <laughs> so, uh, but still their 11th. Um, and Outland uh, was founded by two of my very good friends and still run today by one of them, uh, Jan Gifroyd. Um, if you haven't heard of Jan before on the show, I met him way back uh, before brewing, uh, around 2000. So, so long before either of us were in the brewing industry. And Jan was an elementary school teacher in Paris back then, and I was working whatever job, odd job I had at the time, that uh, several years later in 2005, I started the Brewing Network, and Yan would join me from time to time on my adventures, traveling to breweries, helping me shoot video, and uh, slowly becoming obsessed with craft brewing. So fast forward another seven years or so, and Yan uh, decided his, his calling was no longer to be a teacher, but to create a community, a community-oriented craft brewery full of creativity, surrounded by artists and entrepreneurs, and and be part of the very fledgling, uh, at the time, craft beer scene in Paris, France. Um, one of the very first breweries to open there, his brewery Outland, slowly uh, helped build the bustling scene that exists today and, and really continues to inspire brewers, artists, uh, even fashion designers, and and creatives of all types. So today, as I said, Outland is 11 years into its journey and it shows no signs of, of slowing down. Uh, on the pit particular day of the recording I'm about to play for you, uh, which was from back in July of 2022, um, Outland was throwing a massive block party in the Paris suburb of Fontenay. 
Uh, Jan had invited craft brewers from all over France, as well as England and, and Sweden, and honestly, probably more countries and places, but I had uh, far too good a time to remember all of them. So forgive me if I'm leaving you out. Um, what I do remember, though, is that true to form, Yan was all about the community of people and brewers there that day, so much so that we didn't even really have time to sit down and talk about his journey to this milestone. So we'll have to get to that in another episode. Instead, he sat me down with some of the brewers that have inspired him, uh, and I think that he's inspired as well, and, and let me learn more about the craft beer scene in France from some really amazing people. So what follows uh, that I'm going to play you is just a fraction of their story, but it was a great pleasure of mine to be a part of the entire event and get to listen to these kind and creative folks. So without further ado, as they say, uh, here is my interview. Uh, you're going to hear from uh, Danielle Thierrier uh, from the Thierrier Family Brewery, Craig Allen from Craig Allen Brewing Company, and Jean-Baptiste, who goes by JB, uh, and he's uh, with Zoo Brew out there. All of them just uh, wonderful people, uh, great brewers. I, I just had some wonderful beer while I was there. So uh, let's dive into that, and I, I hope you enjoy it at least, uh, at least half as much as I did. Here we go. Welcome to the session, ladies and gentlemen. The first time ever live from uh, from Paris, France. We're not quite in Paris. We're in one of the suburbs, but it's the same thing. And we're at my friend uh, Jens Brewery called Outland Brewery. You've heard about it on the show before. And he's having his uh, 10th anniversary. It's really his 11th anniversary, but he's French. And he's calling it 10 plus 1 because he's just kind of weird that way. Uh, he had to skip a COVID year. So I think that's why it's 10 plus 1. Uh, I'm not here uh, on this recording with Yen right now. I'm here with a few other brewers because he's thrown a giant celebration with, I don't know, maybe 20 different brewers here from around the UK. Uh, sorry, around Europe, um, the UK, uh, France. And uh, right now I have three French brewers with me and we're going to try to uh, communicate in English. One of them's not actually <laughs> French, but he's been here long enough that you've adopted him as a French brewer, I think. Sure. <laughs> so first, um, we have Danielle from... Thierrys? Thierrys. Thierrys. Yes. Yes. And Danielle, you're one of the first craft brewers in France. Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. How long have you uh, been a brewery? So this year is our uh, 26th year. Okay. So I, I founded the brewery in uh, 1996. Yeah. Uh, this time, nobody was talking about craft beer. Nobody yeah. could understand what, what's going on. Sure. But yeah, I started early, yes. How <laughs> did you learn about craft beer back then? Even in the U.S., craft beer was very small. Yeah, it, it was starting at the moment. Yeah. In fact, my, my wife is uh, from Canada. So I had the opportunity to travel over uh, in Canada and North, uh, Northeast America. Mm -hmm. And also part of my family lives in um, London, well... UK. Okay. So I could see, you know, it, it was starting in the 90s. And I had the idea that, um, yeah, craft beer will be somewhere. Sure. You know, it was crazy. Like, I'm from Lille, from northern France. There's a strong tradition about beer, history. Ah. Uh, but most of the brewery uh, went out of business and stopped. And only the big ones were, were uh, there. Okay. And then the choice, you, you couldn't find the beer really nice beard you know the choice was very narrow and sure. i was convinced it was a, a problem 
<laughs> and we should have uh, yeah more more choice more tastes. And I, I started. Did you know how to brew? Did you no, have to I go learned. to school? No, you learned. No. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I studied uh, political science and history, so nothing to do. Okay. And then uh, I worked for but more than 10 years as a human resources manager, so nothing to do with beer. But, you know, you, if you are passionate about something, you, yeah. you can learn it. Okay, so I, I mostly went to Belgium, okay. uh, Institut Maurice, which is in South Brussels. And I got training there, uh, lab work. I could uh, pick up a special uh, yeast train there. And I still work with them for uh, quality control. Oh, yeah. So uh, my brewery is very close to the Belgian border. So it, it was very helpful okay. at this time. Yeah. So no home brewing background. You just you went to school and became a professional. Yeah. So I, I also home brewed. Ah, okay. Of course, a, a little bit. I, I think I studied home brewing homebrewing very, very early. I was student in Paris. So that was the 70s. Ah. So I probably was first homebrewer in France. You probably were. Yeah. And I, I could buy uh, kits, you know, uh, from England. Okay. Because it was impossible to find. And the beer was terrible. It was not good. Uh, the kits were just like a can. Yeah, right? like a big can. You yeah, boil exactly. it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But I also, I... You know, I was interested by chemistry, by mixing thing, by, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then I had another job, as I explained. And when I get about 35 yeah. years old, I decided to change my life. You know, this, my brewery is more, is more than beer. It's uh, his uh, life's uh, choice. Yeah. With my family, living in the countryside, uh, being my own boss. Sure. Organizing my time and my life as I want, as I wish. Sure. And well, so and and these are questions I'll have for each one of you that are that are here today. Uh, especially back then, this choice you made was also risky. Yeah. So was it an instant success, or, or at least did people accept this beer that you were bringing back that wasn't a big industrial beer? Yeah, it was yeah a success in a way. In in in, I mean, I could uh, live on, on this yeah. um, quite soon. It was not a huge success because it okay. was difficult to find places to to sell the beer. We we didn't you know craft bar uh, beer bars or yeah. beer shops didn't exist. Okay, at the time, so it was. But difficult. even regular bars, did they just think you were weird and yeah, crazy? Yeah, yeah, they thought. Yeah, yeah though, the the. First places where I could sell my beer were restaurants. Ah. Because in restaurants, they, they, they first taste the beer. Yeah. In bars, they ask the price. You know, yeah. that's a big difference. Yeah, that's a good point. And in restaurants, chefs, you know, cuisine. Um, and then also in, well, yeah, we, we find some places. And also we had a shop at the brewery. So okay. local people, they were very, you know, uh, curious yeah. about. So we had uh, visits, tours. Okay. Uh, and it started like this. And what were the first beers? Did you, was it Saison? Was it traditional French beer? Yeah, so the first beer and still uh, the flagship beer, it's called Blonde d'Esquelbec. Okay. So it's name of the village. And it's a 6.5. So it's kind of compromised between a, a Belgium Saison and a Northern France Bière de Garde. Okay. So it's a bit stronger than the Saison, but it's more hoppy and drier than the Bière de Garde. You I know, see. It's in between. Yeah. So... It's really my favorite beer. I, I decided to brew what I want to drink. Okay, that's good. A, and still, it's true. Today, that's I, still... I'm not thinking about what, what my customers would like. No, I think what I would like to drink. Nice. Okay? 
and it's working, yeah. Uh, do you have any American-style beers now? Have you had to brew IPA to satisfy? No, yeah. no. Uh, I, yeah, I, I brew a double IPA. Okay. Uh, but really my way, but inspired by a Russian river. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I visited, uh, I met Vinny, Russian yeah, yeah. river brewery, and I was so impressed. Oh, by yeah. the, So I decided to brew something in this style. Okay. But it's kind of exception. My brewery is more focused about um, saison, grisette, um, farmhouse ales. Yeah, you know, and okay. relatively low ABV and local hops. Okay, all uh, right. As, local wow. French hops. Yeah, mostly French yeah. hops or European hops. What are the hop varieties that are grown? I use a lot of Brewers Gold, yeah, which is grown locally. A lot of uh, Schwitzelspalt from okay. East Alsace. Uh, I lo- use a, I love uh, some uh, hops from Kent, uh-huh. uh, just across uh, the channel. Yeah, like Bramling Cross, Fuggles, uh, East Kent Golding. I love Fuggles and Golding. I, I like these kind of hops. Okay, yeah. I in like, your double I also IPA? like Citroen, but, but yeah, mainly I like this kind of earthy, uh, veg- you know, more oh, yeah. green hops. What's in your double IPA? In double IPA, it's Simcoe, ah. Nuggets, Citra. Okay. And Aramis for the, uh, the French touch. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I brought us some Pliny, uh, some oh. fresh Pliny, so we can share that after the show. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that you, would be a good uh, <laughs> it, something great. It's fresh. I, I have you ever it? tasted it? Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pliny the I, I could taste it again. I brought us some of that, and I brought us some other hoppy brewers from uh, where I live that I really like. Uh, Altamont Brewing Company is okay. a new one. That I just really like the way they they use hops, and I think they use English yeast in a way to accentuate it. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll put a recording on when we taste it, so people can hear what you all think about it. But we'll do that uh, a bit okay. later. Mm. Okay. Well, we're going to come back to Danielle too, but also we want to speak with uh, Craig Allen, uh, who is with Craig Allen uh, Brewing Company, uh, also here in France. But you're not French. No, I'm from Scotland. From Scotland, right? Yeah. But how long have you been here? So this time, 12 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, I lived previously for about three years in Burgundy. So, okay. Um, overall, 15 years. And how did you marry French? How did yeah, you, okay. I, my wife is French, and I'm, I met her in Scotland when we were both working for a whiskey company. In fact. Mm. Um, were you a distiller? or No, no. no. I, so I studied malting, brewing, and distilling in Edinburgh. Okay. And I worked in a brewery, and then... Briefly for a company that sold whiskey, bought and sold uh, single cask whiskey. I That's see. where I met my wife. We came over to Burgundy for a few years and um, back to Scotland, a couple of different breweries, and then definitively back to France in 2010. Okay. And is that when you started the brewery? Or? Yeah, I started the business in 2010 in France. Yeah. Were you a brewer somewhere else before? Or yeah, yeah, you I, were, yeah. I, I worked in three different breweries. Yeah. Ah, okay. So you already knew what you were doing. I'd, ma- I'd made a lot of mistakes elsewhere, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Most of the mistakes I've made elsewhere, yeah. And, is your, and I actually have this question for all of you, too. Is it a, a brew pub, a, a place people can come, or is it just a production brewery? I think we all have production breweries, yeah. The, With a tasting room, or? I, I have just a shop. Just a shop. I, we're, okay. we're really in the rural France, so. Okay. I think uh, a tap room would be a bit ambitious. You know? Oh, I see. It's, uh, There's just not a population there? No. So you do you both, uh, and you too, Danielle, you just distribute all of your beer out of the brewery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, do, we do have a, a shop, the same, and a tasting room. 
Yeah, okay, you have tasting uh, so room. So visitors yeah. can uh, can have a drink there, but it's not really a brew pub. Yeah. Same, I'm in the village, you okay. know, pretty little small village, so it's closed only in the evening. Okay. It's, yeah, so we distribute with uh, uh, bottles and cakes. And how many hectoliters uh, per uh, year? We keep it small. We, we struggle to keep it small, so now it's 2,500 okay. hectoliters. Yeah. And Craig? Well, it's about a thousand last year. Last year. Thousand, yeah. Did did either of you grow during COVID or decline? Uh, we or went just... down a lot. Actually. Down about thirty percent. Down. Okay. And back now, or what do you think? Back a little bit, but um, yeah, not not back to normal. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. I want to talk about more more about that too. Uh, but let's first introduce JB from Zubrew. Uh, also, it. But this one is in. Uh, don't tell me. I'm going to screw it up anyway. Marseille? No, no, Montpellier. <laughs> Montpellier. What, that was but, like a close. Uh, I'm like <laughs> Craig. I'm not really French. You know, uh, I'm, I'm from south of Brittany. Uh, oh, that's true. I've not, heard you it. know, like anywhere you're French from, are different. Yeah, the only French are maybe from Paris, but <laughs> you know, Yen's dad is from Brittany originally. <laughs> yeah, he, I see. And he's a fucking weirdo like you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we all are. <laughs> so, how long has Zubru been? Um, well, first of all, yes, I want to say I'm very happy to be here with Daniel and Craig. Uh, <laughs> Craig, uh, when I was uh, a very young brewer, was the first uh, French IPA I had. And uh, yeah, so I'm just very happy. And Daniel, of course, after. He's uh, a legend. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> I came back uh, from New Zealand, I w- uh, maybe we talk about that later. Yeah. Um, Daniel, I tried this beer, and uh, I have to say I'm I'm very happy to be here, <laughs> drinking a beer with those two old guys who are. Well, cheers to that! Know. And we're I'm drinking your beer, cheers, as a matter cheers. of fact. Oh so, yeah, yeah, cheers, 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 cheers. Oh, yeah. cheers, cheers. <laughs> uh, well, tell me about your beer first, and then we can go back yeah. to the good stuff. Yeah. So uh, Zubru, uh, it's only five years old. Ah, uh, wait, wait. Tell me about this beer it's first. South of France. Uh, so we're drinking about the, um, well the collab we did with uh, Outland um, for ah. the 10 years old. Nice. That's what this is. Yeah. The anniversary beer. So that's a saison with apricot. Um, so it's quite a dry beer because it's uh, spent a year, um, more than a year in uh, uh, barrels uh, from um, of wine in from uh, my region, which okay. is uh, Occitanie, uh, with um, bread, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's quite nice, refreshing, I think. It's more than bread too, like it's lacto, fruity. lactobacillus too. Yeah, yeah. The, we yeah, a blend. True, true. We yeah. we put a blend, a little bit of uh, pedio and lacto. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, a nice fruit character coming out of it too. It's not too sour. It's not too acidic. Yeah. Right. It's kind of on the mild side, well, which I like. When we did uh, the tasting uh, with uh, Fabio, which is the brewer of uh, Outland. Which was a, quite a great um, afternoon. Uh, we tr- we had to try ten different barrels and try uh, all the combination. That's and, a good uh, afternoon. As, yeah, and uh, of course, um, as professional as we are, we decided that man, we just blend the all ten barrels. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that was the best. Just, uh, that was yeah, yeah. That was no, no. It, it was actually the the best uh, thing to do. So yeah, we, I'm pretty happy with this beer. It's delicious. Yeah. Okay, Thank so you. back to, sorry, how long uh, have you been a brewery? So the brewery is only five years old. Okay. Um, I'm a brewer. Uh, I did the same school as Craig Allen, uh, Harriet Watt in uh, in Scotland. Uh, I'm a brewer since 2008. Okay. I, I did few jobs uh, all around the world. 
And I came back in 2015. We started the brewery in France. We started the brewery in 2017, so five years ago. And we're trying to do um, all kind of, of beer, uh, American uh, influence uh, kind of beer, like American Pale Ale, IPA, okay. with Australian hops. We're trying like this this beer we, we're tasting now, um, uh, Saison um, uh, Barrel Age, uh, Russian Imperial Stout. You know, we're trying everything we we have no limits. Okay, so you, yeah, you don't care if it's American style or French style or just try well, it all. <clears throat> yeah, no, we um, we just uh, we're curious kind of people and. Um, we're trying everything. And yeah. was that, so that's, I said I'd kind of have the same question. Was that received well in your city, like where you started to have these either American styles or styles that maybe people weren't used to? Oh, yeah, no, we, we had all the hard work uh, done by uh, those two guys. Ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> they, yeah. they did all the hard work. And um, and um, when when I started being a brewer in uh, 2000. And, uh, nine in in France. Um, I was working for uh, I was working for breweries. There was only blonde, amber, wow. you know, only <laughs> colors. Um, but um, lucky for us, we we had uh, Daniel and Craig, yeah, doing their job. And now I uh, I went to New Zealand. Uh, I got uh, lots of inspiration uh, from this country and mm -hmm. uh, opened my mind a lot. Great brewers and people there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I came back to France and then uh, I only had to, um, you know, harvest the, <laughs> the what those guys did. Already did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did, like your style. I, I did uh, pale ale, uh, sour, Berliner Weiss. Um, I tried to do uh, barrel age, uh, Russian Imperial, you know. Yeah. Well, just a well, bit of everything. A bit of everything. And, um, but we are uh, especially. Uh, um, kettle sour uh, kind of okay. uh, brewery. We like we like this and this, this yeah. kind of beer. Yeah, yeah. Popular in the U.S. too. Kettle sours now to speed up the process. Okay. And, yeah. Mm. And Craig, I didn't ask you, but you are mostly American style uh, beers. Did you tell me before the show? Um, I wouldn't. No, really. No, no. I, I I like American hops, but I would say I like. Probably a mixture of British influence, um, Belgian and American. Okay, yeah, got it. So a bit of. I, I, I haven't like, I've never done a really over the top, like double dry hopped. Um, okay. Double IPA or something like that. I'd, yeah. So Probably I, I, I my, my, all of the breweries I worked in in Scotland, it was quite traditional British beer, you know. Okay, got I, it. I like a lot of Belgian. I like the influence of the, the yeast gives to belgian beer okay so uh, and um american hops so but most of my beers are quite balanced you know i, I don't see. really do extreme stuff so what's an example of your lineup right now what maybe four beers that i would find well the probably the best known is Ajon provocateur okay which is like uh let's say it's it's like a belgian pale ale it's difficult to i've never known how to pin it down but it's like I've a sort of hoppy beer. belgian pale ale yep so it's Belgian yeast, Ameri uh, British grist, I suppose, pale ale malt, a little bit of crystal, and um, American hops. Okay. But it's not uh, over the top, you know, it's quite balanced. Yeah, I mean, yeah. th these days it's pretty tame, you know, sure. in, in the market today. When, I, when, I, when that one came out, it was a bit different, you know? Yeah. But now it's like... Uh, Mild. <laughs> it's like I, I've talked to uh, this, the guys at Sierra Nevada about that. 
where Sierra Nevada Pale Ale in the U.S. was this groundbreaking yeah. bitter yeah. beer. Too bitter for most of America. Oh, hang on. Oh, you're just going to mix it. We're getting more beer in our glass. And now it's considered tame and mild. Yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But it's still a very hoppy beer. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, I think Agent Provocateur is a bit like uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale with Belgian yeast. And, you know, I, I, like, I like the influence of Belgian yeast. It's more... Okay. So, uh, but otherwise, I do... I've got British, uh, British-style beers with British, like, uh, stout. Yeah. Uh, English yeast. Okay. I really like playing with different That's yeast it. varieties. That's, um, okay. Maybe it's a bit different to... I, th- I suppose the market these days has gone more towards the really over-the-top dry hop stuff. Sure. So and the then ye- clean the, yeast. The yeast is a bit more of a... Uh, you know, it's, it's not that important. You know? Yeah. But um, I quite like having the interplay of yeast, malt, and hops. You know? Okay. And you, Danielle, for, for yeast, do you, do you use uh, several different strains or do you uh, like Belgian? I mostly use wine strain. Okay. Which is kind of my, my beer, my okay. yeast, sorry, which I, I picked up and, uh, when I started at the Institut Maurice. So the, the yeast strain is banked, belongs to the lab, but I have a kind of contract with them. Okay. And so I use, for nights, 85% of my beers, I use this yeast train I see which gives a really uh, I love it and it gives a specific character to most of my beers sure sure okay and now it's known even in the US as a you know French saison yeast ah so have they we stolen those, it yeah they, yeah it was stolen <laughs> yeah yeah it's called a W11 uh, 1137 uh, oh, right. yeah. yeah taken right from the bottle yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it has it's muted it it's okay. not exactly the same but sure this long story about that well that's good but yeah, yeah I love the yeast I use, yeah. Okay. But like for the double IPA I was talking about, I use a different yeast. Ah, okay. Because the beer is too strong and my yeast is kind of saison's yeast. Yeah. It's it's very good, but it's not good for strong beers, you know. It doesn't doesn't, uh, like a strong alcohol. So from time to time I use different. Okay. The first um, kind of Belgian hoppy beers or hoppy beers from Europe that I had using Belgian Belgian yeast back in like 2007 you know I just didn't find that the yeast played very well with hops and I I think that's changed now and I I, maybe that's because you got you figured out how to use the right yeast with the right hops but to me they first just clashed quite a bit if it was a very Belgian yeast you know that sort of quintessential Belgian and too hoppy I just never enjoyed the flavor but I, I think that's changed over time, yeah. I think yeah. that's. I think I don't know. Maybe Wait, do you I remember? Think, well, yeah, that's that's just because the people were like um, in a rush to respond to IPA. So they were in a rush to uh, respond to IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just like, okay, uh, wow, wow, what, what are we gonna do? Okay, we're gonna just gonna use our uh, or the standard, yeah. Put some hops and try something, and marketing, you know. And they were not like. And um, you know, people, some serious people. Yeah, after experimenting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah. They were thinking about stuff, and yeah, of course, there, there are some good stuff uh, coming uh, uh, that are being brewed uh, yeah. today. But that's my opinion. Uh, like, I think I that like they uh, were just responding to a marketing thing. Like they thought, okay, IPA are, is coming strong, hmm. so we have to do something because otherwise. Uh, 
the beer coming from uh, other country mm-hmm. are just gonna, you know, be sort uh, of ruin the reputation. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what you guys think. I li- so like uh, brewery Brasserie de la Seine. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think he does wonderful things yeah, with yeah, hops right. and Belgian yeast, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Really kind of figured it out. And you you and I were talking before the show, uh, JB, about Kvike yeast. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Kvike becoming, across the world, becoming popular yeah. to brew fast, right? And that's something you're very into. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, we did a few collab um, with, with this yeast. And... Uh, well, you just have to just look at the the what numbers. It does. And, you know, yeah. like uh, like it's great beer. It, um, it's great yeast. It works fast. Uh, so and it's easy to use and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. It, for for a, a certain kind of beer, I, I don't think it's the answer to everything. Sure, like, uh, that's what is great about beer is that um, you can't you know uh, um, simplify everything right? so bike uh, yeast I think it's a great thing and it's going to be big and uh, in the, but it's not going to be you know hopefully everything uh, everything yeah <laughs> it's hard to deny when it can make beer so fast right and and removes the need for temperature control and all of those things but I was telling you I've had that's another one in the early days of Kvike just a couple years ago, most of the beers I tried with it, I, I really didn't like. And I think brewers had to figure out how to use it or something, or the strains changed. I don't know. Have you guys had experience? I've never tried that You've one. You've never tried no. it? Yeah. I think I think mm-hmm. is more for a pale ale, IPA, maybe. Yeah. We see in the future maybe for different kind of beer, but uh, right now it's great for IPA, double IPA, some pale ales. But of course, if you want to do a barrel age, uh, farmhouse you're not gonna oh maybe right yeah why not you know yeah, why not like, you can't you, that's that's why i'm a brewer it's that you 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 never never uh you can say um you can't do this yeah you get to keep trying <laughs> i think that's why we do this 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 job is that there is no limit you yeah can do, you can do whatever you want sure so if we could just talk about the to kind of close things a little bit to talk about the french beer scene here because i have so I don't speak any French, but I've been coming here for um, almost 20 years. Uh, I really love this country. And when I started coming here, there there really wasn't, well, at least I didn't, I didn't find your beer. I was here in Paris, and Yann was not a brewer then. He was a teacher. So in Paris, I didn't drink craft beer. I drank wine, Kronenberg or wine. Wine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I love wine, by the way. I'm not yeah. much of a liquor drinker. But I do really enjoy wine. So I would come here for wine. I go home with wine. I'll do the same this trip. I'll go home with wine. Uh, some beer for my staff. But it really has changed, in, yeah. even in Paris alone. But it sounds like across France, much like the U.S., there's, there's so many more breweries. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, like, how many would you say are in your town in France, oh, in Montpellier? Well, it's easy. When I started being a brewer, uh, we were... Uh, 400 uh, breweries and okay so that was in 2008 uh, i think 2009 yeah I, sorry 400 in all of france and yeah in yeah 2008 yeah now uh <laughs> it's like 3000 wow okay i didn't know it was even that much oh yeah, yeah. it's it's incredible crazy. wow yeah, and yeah. do you consider that good for the industry as a whole does yeah, it help each yeah. of you yeah 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just the you can, even in a small town, like, you know, a provincial town, there are people that are kind of conscious of having local craft beer. You know, w- whereas five years ago it wasn't on the radar. You know, right? Really, uh, yeah, it's, it's really radically changed. Oh, I mean, there, there's a lot of work to do. You know, sure. But, um, but I'm I, I noticed maybe starting from about 2015. Some big, big change there. Yeah, um, I, especially I, in places like Paris, Lyon, you know, the big cities. But right now, it's spreading out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I don't know about American market. You, you, Justin, can maybe tell me more. But sure. I think that uh, in France, we like three thousand uh, breweries now. Um, but um, I think there are a vast majority that like keep. Um, trying to make beer blonde about colors and just trying to make money out of it and they you know what i mean like yeah they i don't know i like um i work in the business i i stay within um my world you know which yeah, yeah. are um breweries that are uh, i don't know uh, a bit like me you know it's it's hard to go see uh, different breweries um, like I don't know many breweries that only brew a uh, uh, hundred uh, uh, liters uh, batch, right? And I don't know about their quality, but what I see from the numbers that they are a vast majority as well. I see. So all I know is uh, a professional brewers that do maybe a uh, um, uh, thousand hectoliters a year. Yeah, they are the main one I know, uh, but but they're not the the majority. Of the okay, so I I don't. It's too hard to follow, you know, like to know what's the yeah what's the the the, the, the beer world in in France. So sure, I would say a bit like I, what I assume, like in in the states, like there are lots of breweries, and um, the the average is it's good, but. Um, <laughs> It's so big that it's hard to follow. Um, well, and we've been through, and I, and I suppose you guys are going to do this too. We've been through probably four cycles now in in our craft beer business. So the the first boom was in the '90s, about when you started here, yeah. actually. But but there it was quite a boom. But many of the people were getting into it for money, like you said. There were a few that that weren't. I mean, Sierra Nevada was the '80s, I think. Uh, they're one of the first. So we had that. And then as it grew, because they weren't as concerned about quality, many of them, there was what we kind of call the first shakeout. And so, so many breweries went out of business, right? Then again, it slowly started to begin again, like in the early 2000s, kind of until where we are now. And now we're seeing, I think, two different things. We're seeing consolidation, Right, you see all the big breweries. We, I don't know if y'all, Stone just got bought by Sapporo yeah, a week yeah. ago, two weeks ago, um, and that's been happening in in the U.S. for five years now. Um, what is it? The Dutch own Lagunitas. I, for the first time, I'm walking through Paris and I downtown Paris and probably in like Nation, like right in the cent- center, and there's a Lagunitas uh, sign at the bus stop, and that to me is is yeah. kind of surreal and how things have changed. But we're also seeing, even though we're having this consolidation, I think the only new brewery model that will make it 
that seems to be making it in the U.S. is the small model like oh. like you guys, where you're serving beer to your village and to your community. And you can still do some distribution. But there's, I don't know that there's going to be another Lagunitas or another Sierra Nevada or another New Belgium anytime soon. I think we're on the down cycle of that kind of growth. So that we're just seeing, which to me is fine, we're seeing several small breweries serving most of it over the counter and some of it to bars like mine in their community. Well, I think it's uh, pretty hard to have a, a strong opinion about this kind of, uh, of Sure. Thing. Why? It's because um, I, I want to say, yeah, um, right now, sorry, I, I sell all over France with distributors, uh, a little bit of supermarket, a little bit of... Uh, 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 restaurants, uh, bars, a bit of everything, you know? Yep. And I'm thinking about the future and uh, how I see it in France. My opinion is to, okay, I need to do more um, uh, stainless steel kegs, more local uh, and stuff like this because in France they want more organic beer. I'm just talking about uh, uh, business, yep. you know, they want local and stuff. It's fine. But uh, that's my opinion. Yeah. And I don't have eyes everywhere. But maybe if I am um, a brewer who's more into the industrial world, I would say there is a big market for, uh, you know, industrial beer as well. Here, I think you might be right. Yeah. I, d I don't know. I think in France, they like organic beer. They like local beer. Yeah. But uh, the reality is uh, maybe uh, there is space as well for uh, uh, industrial beer. What I'm saying is that you can't be too uh, extremist in in you yeah, know, you're right. your opinion. You you have to be uh, open-minded. Uh, but uh, once you've decided what you want to do, just do it, and uh, and it should should it should be fine. You know. Yeah. Uh, what we want to do as a brewery, as for Zubru, we want to um, be um, a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. But um, like we want to try a bit of uh, supermarket. Why we want to do that is because we want to show uh, everybody that uh, IPA, what it can be, can be good, you know. And that's I think we can uh, sell our beer to a, a maximum of people with a supermarket. Sure. We want to try a bit of uh, organic beer uh, with one beer. Uh, you know, it's you try to fit try all it. the channels. But you know, as I said, uh, I went to university to be a brewer. And now I ended up, uh, I'm ending up being, a, a, what do you say, a boss? Uh, or uh, yeah. say in English. Yeah. So it's well, hard yeah. to, uh, to run a business. So I'm trying to figure it out. Sure. <laughs> and I'm trying to be a... A know, brewer at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And be a good, a good man. Well, <laughs> Vinny Chilerzo would have given you similar advice that you're giving right now. When the pandemic hit, uh, I was interviewing him and he talked about how the very small breweries that that decided, I don't want to have distribution anymore. I don't want to have anything. I just want to sell everything over the counter. Well, when the pandemic hit, they were fucked because the counter got closed. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. come inside anymore. And Vinny was saying, you know, he had some self-distribution, some uh, contracted distribution, yeah. some over the counter, mm -hmm. some export. He really had, and I don't think he was saying that he saw the future. He just felt that he was lucky that he had multiple sales channels yeah. like you're talking about. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think that there's anything it's, wrong with yeah. doing that. 
I, I totally uh, agree with this. Uh, we, we are independent model. So we have to be independent also from our, you know, buyers, customers. So the same, we have um, many, many different um, customers. Yeah. And I think the biggest for me is uh, 2.5% of the, my business. Mm. So even if it's, you know, it went because of the business, I, I don't mind in yeah. a way. I'm sad, but, you know, it's yeah. no risk. So I work very, very little with uh, uh, big hypermarkets or supermarkets. I don't work with them. Okay. Because they will never need my beers. Yeah. So if sometimes I need them, you know, it's not uh, balanced. So. Yeah, you're right. And we we struggle to, to, to be local because that's the future. Okay. Uh, distribution far away is nice, but just, you know, on the, on the edge, I would say that the supplement. Yeah. The heart is local. Yeah. And transport is heavy. It's yeah. costs a lot. And, uh, more, and more especially and more. now. Yeah. Especially now. So, yeah, the, the breweries have to focus on the, yeah. the area, the, you know, it sounds like that would be your advice to new brewers yeah, in absolutely. France. Is yeah. What is your local market? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then if the beer is really special, you know, it, okay, you can ship a few pallets or a few kegs, but the base of the business should be really yeah, around. When I started my brewery, I bought a, a map, you know, a paper map. Uh, I drew circles around. One kilometer, five kilometers, ten kilometers, yeah, and try to figure out how many people were living there, how many, how much beer they were drinking. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I studied like this. Market study? No, <laughs> no. Just try because I was convinced that my uh, consumers mainly will be there. Yeah, this is not one hundred percent because yeah. I also export a bit. But okay, okay. It's just the how do you say the cerise. Uh, La cerise sur le gâteau. The cherry on the cake. Yeah, the cherry yeah. on the cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Export okay. is the cherry Export on the cake. That's nice, yeah. I like that you had to say, you know, a paper map. <laughs> like a real yeah, map. Because, because <laughs> no, nobody knows about it. It's yeah. just paper. Well, he's got you know, white on his head. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, you have to be clear about these things. I love it. That's funny. Well, what I want to say is I agree with him. Like, uh, I would love to sell my beer uh, on my in my tap room. Uh, Today my tap room is like fifteen percent of the, the 15, volume. Okay. Yeah, fifteen. Uh, I would love to uh, grow uh, this number, uh, but uh, Montpellier—it's uh, a big city in France. It's very dynamic. Yeah. Uh, lots of brewery, uh, so they're all friends. But you know, it's a market uh, very young, evolving and stuff. So how do we do? Um, we. Uh, we can't do only local because it's uh, we we are many br- uh, br- uh, breweries in a small in, in one town a yeah big town big town big city but still uh, we're many here so um, you know what I mean like yep. uh, the local market it's it's a good thing but it's hard uh, it's saturated a bit uh, uh, yeah 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 so we have to go to other so uh, Daniel is uh, uh, lucky yeah is <laughs> yeah. not from another region is not from Montpellier. And he's been here for a while, and he's been brewing uh, beers for a long time. Uh, so he's been uh, working very hard. Um, sure. And so, yeah, no. But me, I'm I'm only f- uh, five years old uh, brewery. Uh, yeah. Lots of uh, other uh, very um, talentous, is mm-hmm. that a word? Talented, talented yeah. brewers, yeah. Uh, brewers, 
uh, in my town. So I have to try yeah, to everything. Local. I'm trying everything. I'm trying to do uh, gigs, uh, music, you know, uh, theater, everything. To bring people in. To bring people yeah, at the brewery yeah. to, so they can sell. But uh, we are 10 people working at the brewery, so I have to uh, pay yeah. wages and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I have to say uh, a little bit of beer uh, for uh, distributors. Yeah. Um, so you have a long career ahead of you oh, as yeah, a yeah. five-year-old brewery. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 36 now. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's a baby even yeah, to yeah, me. I'm a baby, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you've got, Thank you've you. got time. Yeah, we've well, got time. The, re the reason I bring that up is because I know your path. So your path is to work hard for the next 20-something years. But with consolidation and buyouts, I'm curious about you two and an exit plan. Do you think about exit plan and what you might do with your brewery, Danielle? <laughs> of course. I'm yeah. working on it. You're working on it. Every day. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Did you have a bunch of babies that have to take yeah, over the, the business? The first idea at the beginning, <laughs> I was thinking about selling my brewery. Okay. And, you know, and just... Because uh, I, I live on the same... I, I bought an old farm. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, the, I live and I work on the same... Uh, spots. Okay? okay. So I just in the morning I just cross the garden and get Beautiful. my office. So, so all everything is okay. And now for the last seven years I've been working with my um, daughter. Okay. And now also her husband, so my uh, son-in-law. Yeah. And they will take over the brewery. Ah, oh, wonderful. Uh, probably in two years from now. So they like the business. They, yeah. 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 That's good. So now well, we are working together. So they will get um. Perfect condition brewery, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, um, you know, and so I'm slowing down. Uh, I wouldn't like, you know, to stop and go retire as most people do. Mm -hmm. I mean, work hard till uh, Friday evening, yeah. have a party, and then Monday morning, nothing to do. Yeah. I think yeah. it's crazy. So now I'm about maybe half time. Okay. You know, I go, go a lot on vacations and good. And so I'm slowly go to zero. So you're in say. that process already. Yeah. So, yeah. And who no. wants to sit around and do nothing? So no, exactly. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not in a hurry. I'm, I love my job. I yeah. Love, you know, I love being here. I love meeting friends, uh, the sampling sure. beers. So I'm not, um, you know, I, I must retire. No, not at all. Yeah. But then I want to travel yeah. uh, again. I want to sail because I love sailing. Oh, I have many things to, to do you. Now, you know, <laughs> I want to go sailing with you. <laughs> can, I love, can I come? I, I also love sailing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a process, you know. Yeah. A slow process. Okay. And um, my daughter and her husband, who I, I think, will be very good. Okay. To run the brewery. Yeah. Okay. And Craig, you're only 12 or so years in, yeah. right? So you've got some time. But do you think about this? Um, I'm starting to, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. My, I've got two sons, so the eldest is 12 years old. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't like fizzy drinks. Uh oh, yeah, well, he's so got time still. He, but that's a bad, yeah, yeah. bad start. But, uh, <laughs> it's a bad start, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I mean, I've got a similar situation to Daniel, and so far as the brewery is opposite the house, you know, the. the, the I could in the living room. You can see the steam coming out of the. Oh, nice! It's yeah. a farmhouse yeah. as well. So I don't know. We, I didn't really want to have a big brewery. I wanted to have quite a small setup and just sort of live. We have a big garden. My wife gardens a lot. It's it's more a lifestyle thing as well, you know. Yeah, for both of you. Yeah. Um, but as for 
passing it on, I haven't really thought too much about it yet. You know? Sure. It's too small, I think, to interest anyone for yeah. like a, you know, an acquisition. You know? Sure. Well, it's, and that was kind of, that's another phase that you guys, I think, are years away from, right? Not just you, but the industry here is years away from consolidation. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, there are one, maybe one or two okay. that are getting quite big, you know, that are like uh, maybe in the north, we've got Pays Flamand or near Paris, there's Grand Paris. There are a few that are quite ambitious. That okay. are maybe getting up to you know, 10, 20,000 hectoliters. Yeah. So it's pretty big for France, you know? Sure. But, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, compared to American, to America, it's still very small. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you can just save up the money and then retire one day and don't <laughs> even sell it, right? Just I, I, would, I still have, my ambition is to, before I retire, put in a couple of stills and start making whiskey. That, ah, that's, there you uh, go. As, and my, my retirement fund will be yeah. maturing stocks of whiskey. Yeah, well, you kind of have to start that now, don't you? you got to mature it for 20 years, man. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, I had a dram in my hand uh, yeah. on the 1st of January 2020. Um, I was th- all sort of set to maybe order some stills and just the, the, the loan for the brewery will be paid off soon. Okay. Um, and then COVID came along and sort of scuppered that. So, Messed it all up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Maybe whiskey. That would be uh, my exit plan. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, I don't want to keep you much longer. So I just thank you so much for sitting with me and talking about this. I really like learning about, well, I like learning about beer, but I love France so much that it's kind of two of my favorite things together to get to talk about. So, uh, Danielle, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, Craig, thank you so much. JB, uh, thanks for sharing your beer, too. Well, and thank you. Uh, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, yeah. Merci. And there you have it. Um, I sure do wish I had more time uh, in a quiet space with each of these brewers, and and I will definitely try to do so in the future. Uh, I also want to share more of Yan's story and and the journey of Outland Brewery, so I'll work on setting that up as well. Uh, In the meantime, if you find yourself in France, uh, any one of these breweries, uh, Thierrier, Craig Allen, and Zubru, will, will, be more, uh, will more than satisfy your taste for fresh craft beer. Look them up and, and tell them that I sent you. That's it for this episode of the session. Uh, European edition, I suppose. Man, how do I make that part of my, my regular gig? Sponsors, if you're listening, hit me up. All right, we'll see you next time. Until then, take care of yourselves and your beer. Cheers. The Session is a production of The Brewing Network and brought to you by More Beer. Check them out at morebeer.com. Find more content and live video of this show on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brewingnetwork. For sponsorship opportunities and information, please reach out to advertising at thebrewingnetwork.com. To reach our hosts, contact feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com.